Our constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. Nay, your grandmother always intrude your thoughts at the last minute while you are masturbating. This is the voice guy from your favorite podcast, Two Douchebags and a Microphone. People often ask us how they can find us when doing a remote broadcast. One, smell. Go to the city market and start sniffing. Our aroma's been described as a mixture of flea powder for goats, Tabasco sauce, and old sock with dark fuzzy urine. Two, look for the spot absent of patrons. Three, the most telling sign is a crowd of patrons vomiting uncontrollably. Four, just call us at 816-512-7717. I found this story that I found the other day pretty intriguing because people are personally getting sued that striked. Did you know that, Robin? Really? Really? Yes. Well, when I got to reading about it, maybe I don't have such a problem with it like I thought I did. Because there's such thing as human decency no matter how mad you are at your counterpart or thinking how greedy they are or whatever, just let, right. me, let me explain to you what happened and I'll get your take on it. Me, I, I see their point. I see the company's point and I do see why they sued. So, I see, and just so you know, I, my, my dad was a union member, union steward for many uh-huh. years. So, yeah. Oh, uh, what union? Uh, electrical workers. He works for Kansas City Fahrenheit. Okay. Okay, well, I support yeah. unions. This isn't anything about that. When I read I to you to. what happened, I, I'm a big union supporter, and if if companies weren't so damn greedy, they'd have no need for them. That last place that I worked at, screwed, in my opinion, fucked me over as much as they could, out of money, out of prevailing wages, and everything. Well, and, that being said, I also agree if the company is in the right, I agree with that. Me I too. I agree in right on all the way, whatever's right. Me too. Exactly. So, and there is a ahead, middle ground me. too. Okay. The Supreme Court dealt a blow to striking workers on Thursday, ruling that companies can sue workers if they believe their activism leads to damages. So the activism hmm. part, I don't agree with because I, unless it means something that I that I, uh, I don't think it is the context of this, but activism is like when you strongly feel about something and you bring awareness to it, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, maybe that's the way they had to word it, maybe not, but I'll, I'll explain to you what I'm talking about right here. The case centered on a concrete company that had sued striking employees after the employees walked out and left concrete trucks running. Okay. Yes, yeah, okay. so it ruined product. I see where you're going. Okay. The court ruled 8 to 1 in favor of Glacier Northwest against the Internal Brotherhood of Teamsters, Local 174. So you hear that word, Teamsters. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, look, you out there in podcast land, you can draw your own conclusions of Teamsters because they're not all bad, but. 
There's some of them that take shit a little bit too far, in my opinion. So once again, this this show is only our opinion. Exactly, you and take it, it, you take it for what you want, my friend. It's all yes, absolutely, Rob. Very well said. You I hate it? You on that, Wipe your ass with your Bluetooth. You love it? Kiss your Bluetooth. We don't care. But this is our opinion, and this is how we feel about it, and that's the way it is. Neil Francisco, the attorney representing Glacier, told CBS News that the ruling uh, vindicates the longstanding principle that federal law does not shield labor unions from tort, tort liability when they intentionally destroy an employer's property. Our client is entitled to just uh, for just compensation for its property that the union intentionally destroyed. And this article, I could have went on with it, but let me just explain some things about yeah, it. Yeah, these articles do get long, I'm finding out. Okay. Well, number one, the workers did not have to leave the trucks running. I know they were told no. to, but they did. There was thousands and thousands of pounds of concrete from what I read. If it's true, and I believe it is, it's from several news sources, um, that it um, it destroyed thousands and thousands of dollars of their property. Okay? So... Okay. I, I'm with you. I'm yeah. With you. So you can strike, but on the way out, you don't tear out the wall sockets and, and burn no. up equipment and smash cars on the way out or nothing like that. If you're striking, you're like, hey, we think you owe us more. You don't. We'll see you in court or whatever, you know, we'll see you no, in litigation. You, you don't clock in that day. You all meet on a sidewalk in front of the building that morning. I've been there you done that. You clock in and yes. start work and then leave things running. No. You don't do that. No. On this particular I, case, I'm with the company. I'm with you on that, my friend. Yeah. They, they should be liable. You have to be a that gentleman on the way out. There's a lot of money that diesel running them trucks a lot of money yeah and let me tell you another thing too being a victim of a strike you go a little bit out of bounds with them and it is not forgotten no they let you back no. in the doors because they have to by law but they don't forget it and first chance yeah. they get to uh, quotations air quotations get you back depend on it that will happen yeah. So these people that did that, let's say they get back in the door, they get sued, everyone's like, okay, well, fuck, all right, whatever. So people were personally sued, and the union was sued both, okay? And then this company won, this Glacier. Uh, um, yeah. The, yeah, they won, so they won money from the people and the uh, union, from what I understand here. But also, let's say they get this figured out, and then these people go back to work, and they go, hey, uh, um, yeah, come on in. You got your jobs back. But those people are back there just stewing, thinking, yeah, that Billy over there, he left the fucking truck running, and he ruined the brakes, and he did this and that. Yeah, we don't like him. Well, guess yeah. what? Guess who has upper hand? Your employer, not you. Yep. So they're not going to forget that. And you think the union's going to remember that? I'm sorry, but my experiences with it is no. The union's like, okay, thanks a lot, buddy. We'll see you later. Well, go yeah. back to your job, and then you're back at that job, and you're hung out to dry. You're fucked because your company yeah. now hates you, and you're estranged. You're like uh, you're like you just got a divorce, and you still got to hang around the house. You're pushing a broom. Yeah, yeah, you're pushing a broom, Pretty and your and your ex-wife Pretty isn't much. loving you anymore. Actually, your ex-wife yeah. is like despising you more the more you hang around, right? 
Well, this yeah. is a, this yeah. is the exact same thing almost. So, uh, yeah, these people that have to go back to work in that building are not going to have an easy time. I can tell you that right now. No, they, so, they might as well find a new job. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What they need to do is they need to get with that union and say, "Hey, here's the deal. You're the ones that told us it was all green and fucking and red rosy. So you go ahead and find us another job because this place, uh, it ain't gonna work." So. Yep. Yeah. Anyhow, Rob, you got a you got anything you want to throw in there here? Oh, uh, did you been watching my Facebook? Um, I am on Facebook so little anymore. Okay, okay. No. Well, I posted one, I think it was yesterday. Okay. And it, it was hilarious, Mark. I, it, it was one, it was a meme. Mm-hmm. And it said, all these rappers out here dying of drug overdoses in their early 20s. Uh-huh. And it showed a picture of Ozzy at 71. <laughs> and he had that Ozzy smile. Oh, yeah, I start rolling. I got a better example, Keith Richards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you know, we got all these rappers dying of overdoses. Look at these guys that lived through all of that. No, you know? I know. Yep. Well, I mean, um, <laughs> the rock community has sure had its share of overdoses too, but I also think that like. Um, Rock music has been ODM for so long now, where rap is more of a uh, a newer right. form of music. Right. That um, they're kind of going through their. Um, we're going to try to do everything and get away with it stage when, like, the rock community doesn't really do that anymore. Right. And, and right. the thing I'm trying to point out here is, I hear what you're saying, but also think of this. Think of the '60s and '70s. When all these bands were just getting big, and think of how many people didn't make it through it. No, that's true. That's yeah, true. so I think it's it may look lopsided right now, and and it was a funny meme. Don't get me wrong, but I think this right here. I think that it's probably virtually the same. Only we've already been through it, and we've already seen it, and they're going through it right now. And then you know maybe later on they're uh, they'll look at their predecessors and go, uh, uh-uh, we ain't going out like that. You know what? I didn't think of it like that. I, I just read it and I just started rolling. Well, let, awesome. let's be honest. You know. Whenever you hit fame like that and everything you get, everything you want in life is easy, it's hard to control yourself. And there's no one there to tell you no because all you have around you is yes men. Right. And it's like, hey man, should I snort this line and shoot this, uh, and shoot this heroin and fucking drink um, uh, five bottles of gin. Oh, hell yeah, you the man. They don't have people around him telling him, yeah, I don't think that's a good idea, whoever. Yeah, they have yes yeah, men around him. They pay him to be yes men. You know, yeah, that's right, man, that's right. Yeah, you're the best. And then that's what happens. They don't have anyone, like, telling him, no, you know what, dude? Here, I've been watching you, and you're really starting to fucking run off the rails. You need to right. you need to nip this thing, go to rehab, so uh, we can get another couple albums out of you. By you know, right, right. Yeah, uh, see, I didn't think of the serious side of that, Mark. I, I was looking at the funny. Well, no, no, it was funny. I'm just say I'm just explaining uh, a little bit more right. to it. It was funny, and all you're doing was meaning it as a joke, and it's perfectly fine as a joke. 
But what I'm saying is, is um, they're kind of going through their stage of, ah, hell yeah, we could do whatever we want. When rock music right. has been at it like 50 years, and they're kind of like, ah, I don't know, man. A lot of people ended up in the grave early. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. They yeah. Did. So. Kurt Cobain. No oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I mean, uh, many, others. many others. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I guess you could uh, attribute Kurt Cobain to drug use. Jimi I think. Hendrix. No. Well, Jimi Hendrix was drug use. Yes. Janis Joplin yeah, was yeah, drug use. Joe. Um, there's Morrison. a lot of alcohol. Yeah, uh, Jim Morrison was. Uh, a lot of alcoholism did it too. Bon Scott. Yeah. yeah. Death by uh, yeah. Death by Misadventures. What the uh, coroner called it, and basically he drank himself to death. He drank so much alcohol his body could not survive because he had too much alcohol in his system. He pickled himself. He pickled, pickled. himself. Yeah. And Bon Scott, they're get they just hit big with Highway to Hell album, and they had a new one that they're working on, which was called yeah. Back. It was going to be called Back in Black, and he wrote yeah. a lot. He helped co-write a lot of the songs on Back in Black, and that was one of the biggest selling albums ever. But Bon Scott never made it there because no, Bon Scott drank himself to death. So, and here's another thing too. You know how many people out there don't know that uh, ACDC had two lead singers. Bon Scott and then Brian Johnson. Yeah, see, I've always known that. No, me too. But we grew up but, in that. There are a lot of now, people honestly, think it's the same guy. Yeah. Honestly, they do sound a lot alike. They, they do, do. Uh, on purpose. The the guy yeah. that the I was reading an article the other day. The <clears throat> guy that Angus and uh, Malcolm Young wanted, who yeah. were the leaders of ACDC, the brothers. Malcolm since yeah. passed away, but um, anyhow, uh, they were talking to both of them, I believe. The guy they wanted was Mark Storacci from uh, um, from uh, Crocus. Really? Yes, and think about it. That guy sounded almost exactly like Bon Scott. He did. He yeah. Did. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that guy, um, as a matter of fact, like one of Crocus's song, um, songs earlier in their career, Long Stick Goes Boom. I dare anyone to tell the difference between that and Bon Scott. I mean, they sound identical. And that's who they wanted to replace Bon Scott, but he said, no, nah, I'm going to stick with Crocus. What if he's kicking himself in the ass right now as we speak? Oh, I bet he is. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. I'll tell you what I liked is, is I saw um, Axl Rose perform with yeah. ACDC when, uh, when Brian Johnson had his hearing problem. Right, right. Axl Rose does a really, really, really good Bon Scott. Does he really? Yes, he does. I, Look I him up. I would not imagine that. Look him up on the internet. Look up when he filled in for ACDC. The the one that reminds me a lot is he did a whole lot of Rosie so well. I was like, man, I was kind of hoping he'd go ahead and join ACDC. I, I would have went and seen him again. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, uh, anyhow, you got anything you want to add to that? Oh, read some other stories, but there's been funny comments at the end of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. In Germany, there's a soccer stadium with a three-mile-long beer pipeline that supplies the beverage to visitors. There's a pipeline <laughs> that supplies the beer to the stadium, okay? Uh-huh. And, and there was all kinds of different comments to this story. And one... One of them was, you know, 
sounds sanitary to me, you know. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, they've been around for a long time in old Germany. Well, this one comment caught my eye. It says, in Milwaukee, you can freaking see, and see is in all caps, the brewery from the brewers, in all caps, freaking stadium, no pipeline, and they ran out of beer in the sixth inning. Boo. Brewery rocked on the street, they ran out of beer. <laughs> that was pretty clever. Yeah, I, I've been playing a few of them lately. Some of them are actually kind of funny. I'll get the more later. <laughs> so, Robbie, I got... Yeah, I thought that'd be cool. Beer pipeline to stay in. That would oh, be Oh, hell cool. yeah. Yeah, I'm in. I got yeah. a question for you. What? Where do you exactly live? You live at Lake of those Arts, right? I live in the town of Camdenton. Camdenton, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Camdenton is right there at, uh, I forgot the arm of the lake of the o- Ozarks. It's, over it's there. the, uh, it's the Niangua. It's where they all meet. Yeah. The Niangua and the. Isn't Four Seasons there? Warsaw. Yeah. You know, and yeah, they it all meets right here. Yeah, I like Camdenton. It's a pretty good sized town. Oh, yeah. 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 My son just graduated. Couple weeks ago, oh cool! There were three hundred and eleven kids graduate. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and they, their football team's always in the running for state. Always. Oh, I didn't know that. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, they, their football team, their football and their band. So, what prompted good. you to move from uh, this area, the Kansas City area, to Camdenton? Well, actually, I was living up. I. Uh, left the belt there and met a woman got married okay and uh that was back in 98 and uh we moved, i moved to st joe and i was up around st joe for about four years mm-hmm. that was back when i was doing the maintenance on the oldies and doing the i remember you told me the 9-11 story yeah yeah and doing and i also uh dj karaoke side a couple nights oh week, no shit like four years yeah, know yeah. that. Cool. Yeah. And then, well, my ex-wife had an awesome voice, man. Had an awesome voice. Uh-huh. So we got this brainiac idea to move me and her four kids and her oldest daughter's husband down to Branson. Okay. And then we got her a singing career going. Okay. And well, Branson? a year later, we split up. Now, now, how did her singing career do in Branson? Uh, do you remember Jim Baker? Yes. The TV event, Jim and Tammy Faye. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. While we were together, his, his first singing servers, when he opened his new show in Branson. Oh, wow. I am on his pilot show. No shit? I helped run the cabling in his truck so you can see the show on a New Year's Day. How was old Jim Baker? I I still wouldn't trust him. <laughs> no, no, of course not. Wasn't he the one yeah. messing around with uh, Jessica Hahn? And, uh, 
Yeah, something like that. But now he's got some new woman. Yeah, because yeah, him and Tammy split up. I remember that. Personally, one of the check greatest female singers show. ever. Check out a show called All About Patsy. It's by a woman named Alice Faye. I've actually heard of that All About Patsy. I read it somewhere or saw it. Uh, go ahead. Branson. Okay, that must have been it then. Well, well, now she has moved her show up to St. Joe. And she does other gigs. She'll go over to Hannibal every now and then. Maybe uh -huh. do a show in Branson. That's my ex-wife, Mark. Wow. She's moved on to bigger things. I could not have taken her there. I got her started. Okay. But, uh, well, you must obviously you know, still get along with her because you wanted to plug her. Yeah, we're, we're, we'll always be friends. There was no hard feelings. Okay. And after, after years, I mean, that was back in 2000. To 2003. Okay. You know that's how I ended up here. You asked. Yeah, no, no, no. I was, I was pretty interested in that, and uh, yeah. thank you for, thank you for sharing. I mean, uh, I knew there's yeah. gonna be an interesting story to make you leave here. I just didn't know what it was. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. And, uh, okay. Well, I'm here and want to come back home. To be honest. Oh, man, that'd be cool. Then you could start doing the podcast in person. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Very cool. Um, let's see here. Um, you had some story about the trains at Justin Jim's. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> the Justin Jim's crowd after work. Oh boy, we were I'll something. Party. We had our wild parties in the parking lot. Yep. We were either at Jess and Jim's or we were at RC. One or the other. Anywhere, any from 50 to 450 people. Yep. And one of the things we running down the side of Jess and Jim's was a railroad track. Mm-hmm. Late at night, a train would come by. Oh, what was it, about 1, one thirty in the morning, something like that? Yeah, the late one. I remember that one. It was like clockwork. Yeah. 1, one thirty, one twenty-five. He'd be by. With, 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 with the old engineers, it looked like he wanted to rip our heads off every time he'd come by. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, it's because there was that tower and that little building. Mm -hmm. I think it was a switch station. Or it was something. a switch station, yeah. Well, there would be... 50 to 100 people all over this tower and this switch station and up and down the track mooning this train. We'd be mooning this train as he come by. 
Remember, my brother used to climb on top of that switch station and have his ass hanging out there to where he could sit, like, really close. Oh, my God. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we, uh, we had fun. And then, after the... Bye, we take all our beer bottles and hit the rest of the cars. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. We did not hurt the engine, but the cars was open market. (laughs) Yes, it was. We didn't do anything that would perfectly hurt the, uh, the train. We just put good sized dents in the cart. Got uh, government got involved because they were con- got con- engineers got concerned about their safety about this time. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, you remember that? Yes. And and engineers were allowed to carry guns. Mm-hmm. Which I remember. We did not know this at that time. I wish we would have known this. I would have done things oh, a little we, bit differently. We found out. We found out this one night that I remember. Okay, you remember the tower? It had that one little platform that you could fit like four people on, and other people keep going up. Yes, I was on the platform. Uh-huh. And we were all all asses to this dude, and it was me and you. A few of us were watching the engineers. We're all laughing, looking at him, you know. Yeah, just giving and him, holds, giving him great help. He holds up this shotgun. Kids flying oh, everywhere. I remember that now. Yeah. We wondered uh, what the hell happened. Well, I just recently come to find out it went through legislation. It become a rule or a law that they could carry guns, and that's why he showed up that one night for that swamp gate. Because <laughs> he was expecting us, man. He well, knew we'd be there. The word was out, dude. <laughs> we did it too many times. <laughs> but I guess it wasn't just us. I guess it was other groups hitting the trains at the same time, too. <laughs> Look, this was the 80s, and we didn't have internet. Yeah, we didn't have that phones. That was the mid-80s. That was the mid-80s, 85, 86. <laughs> we, we had nothing else going on, literally, so. No. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. That They showed that. Show. Man, they were kids just scattered like cockroaches. It was funny. <laughs> I forgot all about that, man. <laughs> all about it. <clears throat> Do you remember that old man that drove? The, he, he had a gorgeous old Monte Carlo. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who was that? I can't think of his name. He was an older gentleman, and this Monte Carlo looked like it was off the showroom floor. Yeah. Well, one day, we were just, we were prepping, so it was, you know, it was like four, before dinner shift, we were just out there prepping. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking it may have even been a Saturday. Could have been but very anyway, easy. I go to take some trash out for the dumpster. Uh-huh. And I looked down the river tracks. Uh-huh. And here was this Monte Carlo parked on the river tracks. Okay. Now, Jimmy, everybody was in the kitchen. I come running in and said, hey, guys, there's a Monte Carlo out here on the river track. And so we all go out there. Oh, it's drunk. What he did was when he come... Instead of turning in the parking lot, he turned down the railroad tracks. And he drove down the railroad tracks away, 
realized he was on the rail tracks, got turned around, was coming back, got stuck. <laughs> so he gets out of his car, walks in the bar at Jackson Gym, sits down, orders a drink. Oh my Leaves God. Car there. You, you don't remember this? I remember a little bit about it, yes. Go ahead. You know the story better than I do. Uh, it's one of them stories I will never forget. Because that was a gorgeous, it was like it was off the showroom. Mm-hmm. This guy I, kept his I, I can't remember the name of the guy, but he wasn't around a whole long time. I don't no, know what happened to him. Older gentleman, very nice. Very yeah, nice. yeah, I remember him. Uh, I can't remember his name, but yeah, he was a nice guy. And, and I remember that car in particular is beautiful. I come running in the kitchen, guys, there's a car out here on the railroad track. We all go out there. And somebody ran in to find him. And me, you, your brother, Jimmy, everybody from the kitchen's out there. What are we going to do? We start picking up this car and start taking it over. You know what? I was there. I remember that now. All there. Yeah. And... We get it. Wow, yeah, yeah, we saved his ass. And, and all of a sudden, we start hearing rumbling. And we knew what that meant. Uh huh. We turn around, here comes a train. All it did was it took off the passenger side mirror of that car. And that was it. It looked like it was going to smack was, it, it good. Oh, my God. <laughs> if we if we would not have been there, Mark, gone. Oh, yeah, and probably Nothing half like of Jess and Jim's would have been gone, too. Because it would have flung that car right at them. Right yeah, at the building. Yeah, it would have went. Oh, wow. Gosh, that's something that I forgot about. That's like one of those stories. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. If it was not for us, that guy's car would have been gone, man. Oh, I know. And, and um, I don't know whatever we, we happened. We weren't bad people. We weren't bad people. We're no, insane. no, no. And I, wild. Yeah, we're just wild, but you know what? If someone got in trouble like that, we'd be the first ones to help them out. You better believe it. You yeah. better believe it. Wow, man, you just got me with a story I hadn't, I'd forgotten yeah. all about. Yeah. And the yeah. thing the thing is, is I you don't think... people like Jimmy and all of them, if they remember that. We need to get them on the podcast and just... Our constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. Lay every empty parking space you see in the distance actually contain a motorcycle. From the makers of Who Bit My Asshole Board Game and Balloon Art with Ball Sacks video series, it's two douchebags and a microphone action figures. Act now and get a free bag of flaming hot Cheetos, a bottle of antibiotics, and three free mullets. That's right, dress your douchebag up and send him off to horrible scenarios all day long. Order soon and get a free at-home tape piercing kit. That's right, free home tape piercing kit, new from Chisbro. All aware of the Amber Alert, right? Well, get rid of your disinfectants and rubber bedspreads, kids. It's the all-new Amber Herd Alert System. This fantastic early warning device helps one stay dry and rid of all those annoying mattress invoices. Simply hook up to child under six or psychopath and wait for the running water sound. This clever machine has three distinct settings, Babbling Brook, Ocean Waves, and Roaring River for those close calls. Order today and get a free Cinnabon Renewsit cartridge. Hey, Brian may have been there that day. 
Brian probably was there because I think he's probably out there probably moving the car with us. Him and Jimmy doing baked baked potatoes. Okay, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. It was Jimmy and Brian on baked potatoes, me, you, and your brother on dish line. Okay, that sounds and, about and right. Correct. Yeah. Yep, we're all <laughs> dish dogging, huh? <laughs> Those good old days. Yeah, the time of our lives. Oh, I know. I remember smacking people in the back of the head with a big fucking T bone. Oh, that hurt. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Wow, that's cooler to hell. <laughs> yeah, we, we got a lot of stories about that place. Some of them we, we'll probably have to take to our grave. To, yeah, there's uh, some, yeah, there's some of them that, uh, even to this some, day, cannot be repeated. No, no. It was for our eyes only. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. And I remember Harry had so many crazy shit that he used to do. Oh, my he, God. Man, oh, God. I, I got to remember more shit that Harry did because Harry was always unpredictable and just nuts. He was off the charts, man. He was. But yeah. he was lovable. He was lovable. He was the nicest guy you'd ever be friends with. <laughs> and if you were friends, he was a true friend. And he'd be that one guy where everyone's just having fun dogging on people, not meaning anything, and he'd be the one that'd stick up for you. Ah, come on now, guys, stop. You know, and, uh, yeah, Harry is a good guy. So, R.I.P., Harry, we're talking about you again, buddy. We're keeping you alive. We're keeping That's you alive right. with our talk, our crazy Harry talk. Yeah. So, and anyhow, um, I got a neat little story here. You know, we're all Black Sabbath fans, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, Black Sabbath uh, guitarist Tony Iommi once had an on-stage guitar solo interrupted by local taxi firm orders coming through his amp. What? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, how they knew about this. So, anyhow, Black Sabbath 1981 tour was a statement that the band was better than ever with their new singer, Ronnie James Dio. Remember, they just let Ozzy go, right? Yeah. And Ozzy came out and he put out a fucking blistering first album, Blizzard of Oz. And he was on the charts everywhere, and he was huge, and you know, and and um, you know, he 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 was like really selling out smaller uh, smaller venues. I mean, not real small, but you know, and he was just doing very. He was very successful. So Sabbath was over there going, oh shit, you know, he's out here just kicking ass, and they're kind of worried about their brand and everything. And so uh, the 1981 Heaven and Hell tour. You know, it was kind of like a statement, you know, when Ronnie James Dio came out and Heaven and Hell came out, it was a fantastic album, right? Yeah. You know, a shame then that uh, a local taxi company screeched through Iomi's amp during a solo. Uh, Sabbath's triumphant 1981 tour found itself in Leeds Queen Hall at Soundcheck when Iomi was uh, practicing his solo and a local taxi company's frequency was running through Iomi's amp. A very panicked discussions ensued, and then they were talking about canceling the event when the city officials warned, um, and this was in England, you know, at, at the venue, and I believe it was, um, oh gosh, uh, something shire, well, anyhow, um, officials warned that doing so would cause a riot, so they're like, you know, you can't cancel because these kids are going to like start pelting shit, and they're going to destroy the whole venue if you guys don't show up. So, um, 
the group's tour manager then reached out to the local taxi company, and they agreed to, at, um, to not have any radio broadcasts during the concert's um, duration. That uh, that you know that then uh, then the uh, taxi company. Sorry, I'm proofreading this as I go here because this is a story that I did not get a chance to read, and right. I'm trying to go down a couple. Right. Okay. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to make this all, it's going into all these other statistics that we don't need. So, um, Trust me, I know from doing my homework for this show. Yes, you get all this information because, I don't know, these people must get paid by word, that's all I got to say. So, the band offered 2,000 uh, euros uh, to the taxi company, well back then that was a lot of money, so to yeah. uh, not have any orders over their frequency during the duration of the concert. The show went on, and Iomi was uh, at its most intense moment of his solo, and then it, it went into uh, Car 51 to Neville Street. So uh, some of it bled through, they weren't supposed to, but during his, during his solo, during the climax of his solo, his best part of it, everyone heard Car 51 to Neville Street. <laughs> Iomi kept going, and he didn't care, and he laughed it off, and nobody else gave a shit either. <laughs> so, anyhow, the show went on, and people, it's like, it's part of history, because people that have that recording have that cab company order for Car 51 to Neville Street, and it's going, it's going to live, uh, it's going to live on forever. Oh, I bet it's worth a bunch of money right now. I bet it is too because you can't find it on YouTube. Someone has it. Exactly. I bet somebody's getting on a gold mine. Oh yeah, <laughs> that to me is something that I find very intriguing and I love. Yeah, I mean that's one of those. I mean that's one of those things. It's the name of the game. The show must go on. Yeah, and Naomi didn't miss a beat. They just said that, like you know what, he kind of laughed and shrugged and just kept playing, and everyone else is like, yeah, okay. Keep it going. You know, people that were probably really plastered probably just thought it was part of the show. Yeah, yeah, they probably did. They They're probably like, did. oh, how neat. Why did they do that? Oh, well, who cares? Give me another <laughs> mushroom. I'm watching this shit. Honestly, nobody probably even heard it. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> nobody I would have been watching this solo, and I'd be like, hey, did you hear that? I'm like, what, the guitar? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, then in that case, no, I didn't hear it. Because all I heard was beautiful guitar. I mean, come on, brother. It was Sabbath. <laughs> That's right. There, there's no other reason to hear anything else. <laughs> no. So, Tony, you the man. Yeah, you are. Yep. So, I've got another little one here. They're um, uh, switching gears completely. Yo, killer whales are deliberately hitting boats now. Orcas are hitting boats. So, uh, hey, uh, last Thursday, another group of orcas, also known as killer whales, rammed into a sailboat off the southern coast of Spain and nearly sank it. I know. The whale damaged the rudder and pierced the hull of the 60-foot, 6-foot vessel. The attack adds to a running list of incidents where orcas have... Uh, 
have caused damage to or had physical interactions between boats and orca whales. It didn't huh. just start this year, though. There are 207 incidents in 2022, and there are over 20 in the last month of May of this year. There are several uh -huh. theories. Some say the ocean heating up could cause the uh, aggression to several other theories, but nobody has a definite reason why these uh, killer whales or orcas are acting out and deliberately hitting boats. Some say they're trying to commit suicide because they're thinking if they really was trying to kill people that they would capsize these boats. Yeah, they're big enough, smart enough. They... Yeah. Hey, well, you, you know what I find, Doc? What? Uh, it's only orcas. It's only one species. You're right. That's You're right. what I'm finding odd about that, Mark. It's only you know, one species. You know what, Rob? That's very true. I never even thought of that or pieced it together like that. Why just orcas? Why isn't it any other whales? Yeah. Or yeah. anything else, for that matter. Blue whales, anything. Yeah, anything. Hmm. I don't know. Very interesting, right. but I'm monitoring that story, and that's pretty much all they have of that right now. Is okay. they're they're attacking and trying? It's appearing like they're trying to destroy boats or at least tip them over. So I, I may help you on that stuff. I might see what I could find on yeah, it. Yeah, see what you see what you can find. On that one too. That's pretty interesting, isn't it? Especially especially with it being only one species. That's what's got my interest. Yeah. So. Yeah, me too. Did I ever tell you about my mosquito larva trick? No. Well, allow me if you don't care. Go right ahead, buddy. <laughs> Alrighty. My whole idea came about when my dad came up to me in the house when I was uh, 11 or 12. He told me to dump the small swimming pool because it had mosquito larva in it. Sure enough, I examined it and I could see the little larva swimming around in it. Gross little bastards. So I'm like, ugh, those are all future mosquitoes. So I poured it out, stomped on the little fuckers while they're there on the sidewalk. So a few days later, uh, Miss Busby over on the east side of town called me and asked me if I wanted to make some extra money mowing her lawn. So, of course, you know, I had other obligations. Well, I mean, after the yeah. mowing, my obligation would be like, uh, go spend all my money on Pac-Man and Pepsis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe a cheeseburger here and there. Yeah. Yeah. So a few days later, Miss Busby, um, um, you know, uh, had me come down. I mowed her lawn and uh, weed-eated. And she came out and, and, um, and anyhow, she, uh, she said that it was only going to be uh, $5. It was supposed to be $20. We agreed on 20 and she said that the, it was a huge lawn. And it took me like a matter of a couple of days to do it because it was so big. And it's supposed to be $20, as you said, $5. She claimed that the lawn looked substandard. But it didn't. I worked my ass off on that lawn, and I even weed-eated everything. Okay? Yeah. And it was so pretty. And so um, I told a couple of people, and they laughed and said, Oh, she got you too? They said that she'd done that to everybody when I was old enough to mow, and it was my turn. Because I just started mowing lawns, 
And, you know, she kind of picks these people out. She's like, oh, well, Mark's old enough to mow. I saw him mowing a couple lawns, so I'm going to go fuck him over. So I'm pissed. So I'm pissed, and I go over to her house, and she demanded my, and, and I demanded my money I earned. She slammed the door on me. I called her a bitch through the air conditioner. <laughs> she called my dad and uh, told him I cussed at her. I informed my dad that she ripped me off and, uh, and everybody else. I didn't get in trouble. So I go uh, out back and I see the larva in the pool again. I dip a cup in and I get a large cup full of the larva, infested water. So I'm sitting there looking in this cup and it's full of those little bastards swimming around, right? Uh-oh. Yep. I walk to Miss Busby's house and I pour out the water in her vases, uh, her flower vases, and, and, uh, and I, poured all, I poured out the water in her, uh, in her vases and um, I poured in the larva water. <laughs> so uh, she must have seen me out there in her yard. She opened the door and wanted to know what I was doing. So really quick, I said, you know, I said the other day when I called you that horrible word and you called my dad, I got in trouble. I got, I got swatted and he told me to come here and apologize to you. And that's what I'm doing here. So she said, okay, but don't ever do it again. <laughs> I said, sure, Miss Busby, no problem. I'm very sorry again. I shouldn't have ever called you that horrible word. So, um, anyhow, she had the huge pots on her on her porch, and and, and um, I kept um, going there at night, putting in large plastic cups full of larvae. So, <laughs> I I kept doing it like every night nightly, and one day I come over and she was um, getting your yard getting her yard sprayed for mosquitoes. I kept going there at night for around six weeks, pouring the larva water in the vases. She had to spray. Uh, she had the spray guy out at her house at least three times. Stupid bitch. She should have paid me. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe that that worked so well. <laughs> she had her place sprayed three times. Three fucking times. You know what? She probably spent like three hundred dollars on getting her yard sprayed, and all she had to do was give me my twenty bucks I I earned. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, all right, suit yourself, bitch. Watch this. Well, that's <laughs> what you get for messing with a good prankster. Yep, yep. It all started because I had to dump the little swimming pool out full of mosquito larvae. I had no idea what it was before <laughs> that. Until my dad told me, he said, "All those little bastards are gonna, they're gonna grow up to be mosquitoes, and they're gonna bite the piss out of us." Well, they got Miss Busby on the east side of town, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, Rob, the floor is yours. You had some other stuff, I believe. Okay, I'm going to get this one over with. Um, okay. To, I, I mentioned something to you earlier, but I'm actually going to dig out the Bible for this one. Okay. Okay. Everybody knows the age long conversation. Which came first, chickens or the eggs? Yes, and everybody has their theory, and everyone I mean, go ahead. I would I love to hear this. I found the answer. Okay, I want to hear it. It's actually in Genesis 1. Okay. Genesis 1, 20-22. Okay. 
It says, And God said, Let the water teem with living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea, and every living and moving thing with which the water teems, according to their kinds, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Okay. God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and increase in number and fill the water in the seas and let the birds increase on the earth. Right there it says he created the bird first. Wow. Okay. There you go. Um, I, that solves it for me. I'm good with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You know, in the Bible. Yeah. He created birds first and then said, Let them reproduce. There we go. You're welcome, America. You're welcome. Yeah. Now everybody quit arguing. Yeah. And actually, we have a lot of international uh, listeners also. So you're welcome, yeah. international listeners. That's what we do yeah. here. We we solve shit. We, we hunt the facts. That's right. We are fact that. hunters. Relentless if fact you, hunters. If you want to call it that. <laughs> Not really, but anyhow... <laughs> We're always digging deep for the real story. <laughs> That's what the story, I mean, the story led me to that. That's cool. And I read it, and I was like, yeah, that's the answer right there. Yep. <laughs> the answer's been in front of us this whole time. Okay, I'm, I'm good with it. <laughs> did, did you know ketchup leaves the bottle at the rate of 25 miles per year? No. <laughs> I yeah. believe that, though. Just, just suck my red. You know what's great now? We have the plastic ketchup bottles. Remember we had the the bottle bottles, the glass ones? Oh, my God. Oh, it would take an act of God to get you any type yeah, of ketchup at up. all. Take a butter knife, shove up in it. Yeah, that's all you could ever you hope do. for is that right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those... Uh, those glass ketchup jo uh, bottles were crap. Yeah, they were. But now uh, we have the squeeze we, bottle, and all you got to yeah. do is just like, if you're running like about half or a little bit under, keep that bitch upside down in the fridge. That way yep. it's ready to go when you're ready to squeeze that shit out. That's what I do. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> 25... <laughs> Miles a year. I believe that. A year. A year. Not an hour. A year. A year. Wow. Yep, I believe that completely. All right, you have some more stuff? <laughs> I'm, I'm liking some of these facts you're coming up with. Yeah, yeah. Here's another one of those with the funny quote at the end. Okay. Snakes can sense an earthquake coming from 70 miles, 75 miles away, up to five days before it happens. So, are people are people studying them to find out about earthquakes? I guess, I guess. Well, I would think fact, so. It was in a fact tank, but okay. the comment that caught my eye was this guy asked, who asked the snake? <laughs> <laughs> I 
And this comes with my snake, uh, my snake story last uh, last week with uh, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who asked the snake? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> and, and these are real comments people are putting on this. I'm not making these up. No, I believe it. I, I mean, <laughs> it, it, and I'm just. I'm getting on to some good ones, so there's more to come in the future. That sounds good. Um, I got a little story here. Famous ma- famous artist Maurizio Catalan ha- has a lot of signature work, I guess. One of the most famous was a $120,000 banana. The piece of art is simply a banana taped to a wall. So when Korean <laughs> college student no Young, <laughs> I know that's his name, was walking by the art. He, gra- he grabbed the banana and he ate it. He said he remembered that he skipped breakfast that morning. When the banana bandit w- was finished, he took the peel and he attached it back to the wall. He is facing a variety of charges, including theft. <laughs> So, so this guy walks by, he, he sees a banana up there, he grabs it, he eats it, and then just... I forgot to, I ate breakfast. Yeah, it, yeah, he says, I forgot I ate breakfast. And then he takes the peel and he tapes it back up on there like nothing happened. <laughs> Whoever that is, I want to shake his hand. That's awesome. <laughs> like, oops, I forgot. <laughs> you hung it back on the wall. That was the, that's the funny part. Yep, that's fucking awesome. Let me see here. I'm looking for some other stories here. I know I have a bunch of them. So, hang on a second. know what a sea cucumber is? No, I've heard of them, but I don't know what they are. I don't either. I, I really don't either. I just I just found this fact about them. Some hmm. sea cucumbers fight with their guts, literally. When they're threatened, they'll shoot out their internal organs, which are poisonous to predators. They'll sometimes get rid of their entire digestive system. But their organs grow back. Wow! Doesn't kill them; they'll grow back. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. I've got some stories here. I did on a little. Uh, I did a little solo cast to keep people yeah. happy. Um, in between yeah. the two ones that we put out last week, and I'm going to yeah, go ahead and go I, over the stories I here. Caught it a while ago. Oh, I you did? Okay. I'm going to go over the stories again because of this. Some people don't listen to the solo cast because, one, they're really short. We don't get the near numbers that we do whenever we do a regular podcast. So I'm going to go ahead and cover this. So if you already heard this and you listen to the solo cast, I apologize. But I think we ought to go ahead and cover them. So uh, New Delhi, um, India. A government official in India has been suspended from his job after he ordered a water reservoir to be drained so he could retrieve his smartphone, which he dropped while taking a selfie. Yep. (laughs) No joke. So he's taking a selfie, he drops the fucking phone in there. So what a moron, number one. Food inspector 
Rashis Vizwa dropped his Samsung smartphone in the Katarata Dam in central India last week. He first asked local divers to jump in the reservoir to find the device, claiming it contained sensitive government material. So he was a food inspector, right? <laughs> so what was the sensitive material? A couple of hands uh, not fucking being uh, um, saran wrapped? Um, I don't know. A couple of pieces of fucking brisket that have been out all day? Is that a sensitive material? <laughs> you know? So, uh, so when it could not be retrieved, he ordered the reservoir to be drained with diesel pumps. This huge reservoir was reservoir was uh, was drained with fucking diesel pumps, Rob. Okay. You know how long that would probably take, and how many it would take. Yeah, 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 yeah. Over the next three days, more than two million liters of water were pumped out of the reservoir, which is enough to irrigate at least at least fifteen hundred acres of land. The videos went viral, uh, in uh, on social media. Vizwaz was sitting under a red umbrella at the water when the water was drained from the reservoir. Vizwaz also told local media that the water in the reservoir was unusable for irrigation and that he had received permission from a senior officer to drain it, which he did not. It was all a lie. The smartphone was retrieved and couldn't be uh, used. It was waterlogged. So the stupid fucker drained this huge reservoir for his fucking phone, and he couldn't even use it anyhow. Yeah. He was suspended for the foolish act, but he should be fired and probably thrown in jail. So it didn't I say it. I was going to say prison time. Yeah, he should be. Now, I don't know the laws over there, and um, it didn't say. I mean, the story stopped with, you know, him being suspended. So he might very well be facing jail time. I'm going to monitor this story. India is one of the most water-stressed countries with overpopulation and severe drought. So that guy right there, that idiot. Um, Dad? He, oh, go ahead. Yeah, he needs to be in jail. Yeah, that, that's a long line I was thinking about. Is the, as dry as it is over there, when he's doing away with a reservoir. Yeah, that, yeah, that guy, uh, he deserves what he gets. And hopefully it's so a lot of jail time. It's going to be no good. You know how many people could probably die because they don't get food over there? Right, right. Yeah, what a piece of crap. What about all the fish he just killed? That they yeah. ate? Oh, yeah, that's another one, too. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about yeah. that. Yeah. So, uh, New Ze in New Zealand, there's this pizza, pizza company, right? Okay. It's called Hell Pizza. It has a new pay option. It's buy now pay when you die promotion okay so you pay when you die now listen to this because I was like oh fuck that I thought it's some sort of a gimmick it is a gimmick don't get me wrong but oh, yeah. it is what it says too also this promotion was inspired by the buy now pay later schemes going on we're seeing a growing number of people using the schemes to buy essential items like food and we think it's uh, taking it a step too far when you got quick uh, service restaurants like ours being asked to offer buy now pay later options what is considered a treat or food so okay we have that over here right it's called a credit card 
and it's been going right. on for years. Everyone goes down to, uh, I don't know, your restaurant of choice. Let's say you like Chipotle, you go there, you buy with a card, that's buy now, pay later, right? Right. The pizzeria is taking the first 666 customers in New Zealand and the first 666 customers in Australia. The chosen ones will have an amendment on their will that the restaurant will be paid in full at the time of death. Now, okay, doesn't that cost quite a bit of money to have your will amended? Yes, it does. Okay. At least in this country it does. Aren't you talking about a $20 pizza probably? So you're going to go have like a $200 amendment on your will for a $20 pizza that you pay later when you die? I think I'll just go ahead and pay with my credit card and do it like that. And I'll pay next month as into when I die. Why don't you say my kids will pay for it? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? At first I thought, there's no way any idiot's going to go for this. Then I thought again. Hell no. Everyone will go for this, just for the notoriety. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, check this out, man. I bought a hell pizza. Look at this piece of paper. I'm going to buy this one and kick it. <laughs> so. Uh, okay, where was that at? It was in New Zealand, but Australia is really close to New Zealand, so they had a location in Australia, too, and it's called Hell Pizza. Yeah, there's, there's another uh, restaurant in Australia that's providing a 10% discount if you keep your mobile phones in a box while you're having your food. Oh, I love that idea. Yeah, yeah. And the funny thing was, it showed a picture of these three teenage girls all just plus with their elbows on the table, holding their heads up. <laughs> of and course. And the dad's sitting there, big thumbs up, smile, you know, because he's getting 10% discount. But I think that's the way it should be, you know. Oh, I think so, too. I would love that. Yeah, get off the damn phone where you Yeah. Oh, that just... That just burns my ass anymore whenever I see it. It didn't used to bother me so much, but it does now. I look around yeah. and you see people buried in their phones, not even talking to each other. Or what burns my ass is, is this right here. You're waiting to get your order, your waiter to come around and get your order. And then when the waiter's on the, he's at the table next to you, everybody has their phone buried in their face. You have to wait an extra five minutes because he's got to get their attention. And it's not that yeah. easy. They're like, oh, I'm watching this squirrel fucking uh, kickbox a monkey, you know. And, yeah. and it's like, man, get the fuck off the phone because you haven't even looked at their menu yet. And you've been at the table for 40 minutes. So he's got to get your order in, you know. And then they're sitting there going, uh, what would you like for starters? Uh, what do you want a uh, Italian salad? Do you want a ranch? Do you want, you know, uh... It pisses me off. It's like, dude, it's like, if you want to go fuck with your phone, go outside and do that. People in here are hungry. They want to fucking eat. They want to have a good time. They don't want to sit you, sit there and watch you uh, you be brain dead and go, uh, you know? Right. Yeah. Pisses me off. So, rant complete. You, you got other customers waiting. Huh? Yes. 
Yeah. Oh, that, that's kind of, that's kind of like when we used to try to get out of Jason Jim. Do you remember what mine and your job was to get rid of customers on a Saturday night so we'd go home? Oh, um. Do you, you remember the ones that would stay after closing and Saturday night we could not leave? Yeah. That was funny. That is funny. <laughs> I'd forgotten all about that, man. Yeah. <laughs> Our constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. Every sock you wear is slightly rotated. Just enough for it to be uncomfortable. Hey, where'd everybody go? We're the douchebags. Hmm. Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Oh, man, that smells.